Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Mike Fulton with the law firm of Fulton and Royan, and I'm here with my wife, Rochelle Fulton, with Arizona Credit Law Group and X Firm. We have with us today Kenyatta Turner, an independent associate with Legal Shield and also a very good friend of ours. And uh, welcome to Legitimate. We're here to talk today about multi-level marketing and making it work for you as a business. Kenyatta is a very successful multi-level marketing person. She's been with Legal Shield for many, many years. And as attorneys, both Rochelle and I are pretty interested to talk to Kenyatta about her experience with Legal Shield, which is a, a very different aspect of the legal industry. And it's a multi-level marketing company. So we're going to learn all about MLMs today, all about Legal Shield, and talk about uh, how this works for everybody. Welcome, Kenyatta. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So give us the ins and outs of the awesome Kenyatta. We've known you for a few years. We've served on boards together, and uh, you're all around super impressive. So please oh. tell our listeners why. Oh, my gosh. Where do I begin? Well, it all started back in 19... 19- 70-something. Yeah, actually, I am glad to be here on the show with you guys. So thanks again for having me here. And there's some things that I'll share here about a little bit about what I do and why I do it. But I have had the past six years or so working with a company like Legal Shield, but before that, just know where it came from, I worked in colleges. So for 20 years, I ran schools, basically, and I had a great opportunity to work with thousands of students, helping them get into our colleges, go through that process, get through graduation, and then help them find jobs. So every area of that life cycle I spent in, but it was about actually June of 2014. So This year will be six years, basically, when I jumped off a cliff and quit my job, left all that behind, didn't want to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week working for somebody else, building their empires. It was time to build my own. And uh, I left. Actually, I had no idea what I was going to do at all, but I was compelled at that time. Actually, I didn't want to squander any years past uh, the age of 39. And why that's significant is my father died when he was 39 years old. And when I got to that age, I realized wow, like what am I living my life to the absolute fullest and capability that I have? And if I live past him, how will I treat my extra years? And that's really what my thought process was when I decided to leave my job. Anyway, I left and six weeks later, um, I met someone who introduced me to Legal Shield and here I am today. That's that's awesome. (laughs) How did you end up in Legal Shield? Why that? Oh, yeah. So when I left my job, I didn't have a plan, quite honestly. I I wouldn't recommend that. (laughs) Um, But when you were in my position that I was, where I literally, like my skin itched and crawled to even be doing what I was doing anymore. And I loved it up until that point. So that, it was kind of strange when the, when it it stopped and that passion left me, it was gone. And I realized I had to get out. And so I did. I left and um, one morning, my mom uh, texts me, actually called me or whatever. And she's like, hey, you want to go to lunch with me? Go to a networking meeting. And I was like, ah, oh, that meeting that you go to 
you know, once a month with all those old ladies and eat lunch. Like, wh- why would I go to that? <laughs> you know, and she goes, well, it's actually a networking meeting and all those women are business owners. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> because I left to go start a business, but I had no idea what the business was going to be. Actually, I was going to be selling some of my vintage stuff in an Etsy store and on eBay, which I did. Okay. But that was my whole vision. That's as far as it went. So it was a Monday at like noon. And of course I normally would have been at work. So my mom called and said, Hey, why don't you come to this meeting with me? And I said, fine, I'll go to lunch. And I did. And when everyone stands up at networking meetings and they say what it is that they do, I stood up and I said, Hey, I just left my job of like 20 something years and I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm looking for some sort of business. Anyone got ideas? I'm going to sell some stuff on eBay. Well, <laughs> you know, someone came up to me afterwards. Donna Sparocco actually came up to me afterwards. She goes, What, what did you say? What do you mean you just left your job? Like, what are you doing? And I said, I don't know. And she mentioned lawyers and doing something like that. And I was like, I don't need lawyers. I mean, what? I'm not interested in that. But I liked her. Uh, she was just awesome. Like right away, I'm like, you're cool. I like you. We'll talk again. And that's kind of how we left it. Well, well, she followed up with me as you should do in network marketing. And she followed up with me um, and invited me to take a look at the information. And, and it turned out that I knew someone who was involved in it, who had never actually mentioned it to me. So I, did, I didn't know. And then, um, but a couple things happened. First of all, I took a look at the information. My initial thought was, whoa, why haven't I known about this thing? Like, what do you mean you can get access to attorneys for like 25 bucks a month? That doesn't make no sense to me at all. Like, I'm like, that's weird. And how come I never knew about it? But when I actually went and looked at the full presentation, because I think that's key, is if you take a look at a full presentation, then you can make your determination about whether or not you think that product or that business is for you. Oftentimes people make a judgment call way before they've ever seen the information. And so I went and took a full look, you know, to not make that judgment call because I did like her and I'm like, well, she seems cool. Let me go take a look. But when I found that I knew other people who were involved who were doing very well and I didn't know what they even did. And I was just like, well, you know, I trust them. Let me go take a look. And I did. And and sitting there, I realized, wow, this is the way I can build my empire this empire that I didn't know what it was going to be like, but I saw enough to go, well, these people are doing it and making all this money and they seem very cool. Like, I don't know. They're not even better than I am. So I'll figure it out, (laughs) you know, and that's how I got started. So I signed up and then uh, never looked back. Well, that's pretty good. So this is the only MLM that you've been involved in then. Is that right? Correct. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you have any understanding of MLMs or experience with them in any way before you ended up doing this? Well, I think I understood a little bit about them from a couple of perspectives. One, my mother uh, was in Mary Kay. She started Mary Kay, I think, the year I was born. So that was a long time. And she did it like for 15 years or something like that. And I remember now, obviously, I didn't have a context of, okay, this is a multi-level marketing company or network marketing company. I just knew, you know, she had little little pink mirrors and little pink lipsticks and, you know, whatever. I just really remember that, you know. And so, so obviously, I had that understanding. But here's what I did know is that, okay, my mom, you know, raised us with that business, you know, so, you know, before she branched out and started doing some other things on her own. So she was always an entrepreneur. So I I understood that. And then of course I, you know, heard of companies like Amway and whatever. I, you know, I can't (laughs) (laughs) so I guess to say, I did not have a lot of experience with them. And so for me, that was not any, it, it, it didn't matter to me. I mean, what I saw 
was a, a system that was already put in place that people had already been successful in. And what I saw was a, a product and or service that I needed. Like I needed legal advice at that time. And I had no way of getting it other than, you know, maybe a, a free consultation that was going to lead to something more that I couldn't afford. So I was amazed by the service and that this is something that I felt really that everyone needed and that it could save lives. It could help people save money. It could help protect their business and their families. Most people don't even deal with the legal system unless something's in trouble, something's broke or someone's in jail. And, and then <laughs> trying to figure out how to find the money for it. You know, you guys are lawyers, you know, <laughs> many people cannot afford you. <laughs> so, so that to me seemed like it, it made sense that, you know, first off that system only makes sense to the people who have money to get access to it for everyone else. You either got to be in jail to even get access and then that's the only time you're even required to get access to the other, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, to me, it just seemed like it made sense. So that was the first thing. And then the second thing was, wow, I can understand. They just explained to me, I market a membership. I make this. I can continue marketing memberships. I can continue to make that. Oh, if I choose to recruit someone, which I do not have to do, but if I choose to and they market something, I get paid for something that they did when I was at home taking a nap. Hmm. That seems interesting. I didn't know anything about that. That was one of the key factors as well. When I had, when they explained to me the idea of residual income and the idea that I can get paid over and over and over again for something I did one time. And I can do that for people who are on my team as well, like an insurance model. Cause that's exactly what our compensation is mirrored after is an insurance model. So I'm like, if someone had told me that my car insurance guy is getting paid every single time I pay my car insurance over and over again, I would have gotten insurance a long time ago. <laughs> but I didn't understand that. No one told me that. I'm like, who's? Why are secrets? Why are people keeping secrets like this? I had no clue that that was even a thing, and that also made me decide that that I needed to start generating my own business and this residual income magical thing that everyone else seems to know about. But Kenyatta, I need to start building that ASAP. So that was also part of it. So let's break down uh, multi-level marketing systems from the basic standpoint. So usually you're talking about a company that sells a product or a service. And instead of having a traditional brick and mortar place, they have people as their sales force. And they go out and they market that product or service for them and they earn a commission. And then they recruit people and those people earn a commission. And you see them in all kinds of shapes and sizes. I think Legal Shield is, you know, has been around for quite a while um, and is still very successful. And then, you know, you even see it with companies like Dave Ramsey. You know, people are selling his product and becoming, you know, consultants and mass marketing it for him. I mean, they're building a business within the business, so it works a little bit different. But there's so many different, I think, types of MLMs. And some of the ones that I think people really get into trouble with are the high startup costs. So if you're buying a lot of product for a company and are expected to sell it, I think that's where I see people fail. And they end up in my office looking at bankruptcy or debt settlement or something. And I usually see it in real estate. There's a lot of real estate MLMs popping up these days. People teaching you how to fix and flip. And then you teach people how to fix yeah. and flip and then you find deals that you can't finance. And so you give them to, you know, the head guy for a fee. Ooh, see, that sounds crazy. I didn't know anything about that. There's so many uh, MLMs these days. So that's well, kind of the fun part. 
Yeah. And I think for me now having been in legal shield and then uh, having not only built my own business in legal shield, but also I'm a recruiter. So I, I recruit people to my team and I help coach them grow their businesses. The one of the things that I have, what I think about this model, and I think it depends on the, um, the company, mm-hmm. the product, that the idea of there being a product that people can have an opportunity to build a life and a lifestyle and a business with uh, by marketing the product is brilliant. I mean, I think the idea of it is brilliant in that it's just a different way to market a thing and a company who creates mm-hmm. a product and then gets a whole bunch of people to sell it for them. <laughs> winning. Yeah, winning. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so that's fantastic. And, and here's another thing too, that I learned right away with legal shield is that our founder, Harlan Stone Cypher started this company in 1972. And one of it is a couple of missions that he had, was to make sure that every every human had access to affordable legal assistance, that everyone had access to equal opportunity and justice, you know, um, things that they didn't typically have. He wanted everyone to have access. And he also wanted to be the company that had the most millionaires. Like he wanted to create an opportunity for people to have a business and become millionaires with it. So those were his two goals. Everyone get it and have the access and make as many millionaires as we can, right? And I've never had a job where my boss brought me in to sit me down at a table and said, Kenyatta, I want to make you a millionaire. <laughs> I want all be millionaires. Like, nobody says that. You know? So I thought that was very interesting. But the philosophy that he kind of built this business on, and I, I would hope that all network marketing companies would have the same philosophy, was let's make sure we have a, a sustainable product that provides value for people, that makes it easy to offer it, that has a compensation plan that you can understand. Because I've heard that some are like really confusing. Someone the other day said, we have eight ways to get paid. And there's all these different binary things. I'm like, what are you talking about? Again, I've only been in one company. This is all I know. <laughs> so so make it easy so people can do it. Make it a- able to be duplicated and everything. And so if all of those things are put in place, I think the idea is brilliant to give people an opportunity to feed their family and build their own empires through it. However, if the product isn't legit and doesn't isn't sustainable or is not you know good or hurts people or it's fake i don't know all the different things are going on and people are taking advantage of people then i think that is bad obviously that's bad um but it happens and i think it has happened i think that's why people get this idea that all mlms are bad you know and i i just don't think that i i I think there's many factors that go involved that are involved in that it's very interesting to hear you talking about this because in one of our prior episodes, I don't know if it was the last one or, or a couple episodes ago, we MLMs came up in the context of uh, rackets. the rackets. That's right. It was our last rackets episode. We talked about MLMs and the way you're talking about them now, I think is pretty much uh, what well, I said yeah. about them then. And that is if you are a sales oriented person and you want to work independently and you want to make money by selling people something. And MLM can be a great way to do that. It can be the perfect fit for you because what it gives you is that framework. It gives you a product to sell, a way to fulfill the orders, a structure to get paid with commissions, all of the things that you need as an independent salesperson to focus on your selling process and raking in commissions. Absolutely. People who view it that way and who look at this ecosystem of MLMs as sales opportunities for them to plug themselves into can do extremely well at it. Those are the people who become millionaires at it. Those are the people who do five, six, ten MLMs over the course of their lives and make money on all of them. 
but people who get sold on the MLM rather than looking at it as a, a partnership and a framework that they can use, people who get themselves sold on it, drink their own Kool-Aid, one might say, can end up not doing well and often not understanding why they haven't done well. And they can be pretty frustrated with the process. But it really, I think, usually stems from a lack of perspective and a, a lack of a big picture understanding of what the company is and what their role actually is as an independent salesperson. Mike, I think you make great points with all of that because, you know, someone can drink their own Kool-Aid about what they think is really going to come of this new business opportunity that they have just joined. So there's two sides of that coin. There's the perception of the new recruit about what they really think is supposed to be happening. And then there's the there's the what they've been told <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. as well by whomever it is that recruited them because, you know, recruiting someone doesn't necessarily make you a good sponsor to that person, right? So there's there's that component. But then there's the idea that, and, and I've heard this because obviously as a recruiter, you know, I've talked to many people about joining my business if, if I feel like they're the right people to do that because I don't offer it to everyone, um, that people will have quickly said to me, okay, well, I joined that thing and, and that didn't work. And, and initially my, my first question wants to be, well, is it, did you work? Yeah. <laughs> however, however, that's not always the best question to ask right away. But usually I'm more interested in um, the, the, the business model itself. Like yeah. what was the company and what was the product? And did that product, was that aligned with you? Because I think that really has a lot to do with it. I believed in Legal Shield. I was going to tell everybody about it anyway. <laughs> so the fact that they were going to pay me a whole bunch of money to tell people about what I was going to tell people about anyway, that's an easy thing. So I think sometimes people will join a company and they have these ideas that, okay, and maybe they are someone who can just sell something that they don't believe in. I- I'm not that person. But if someone has tried to do that and failed, then that would make sense because they didn't really care about it. They didn't really like it and they didn't even use it themselves. So that could have been an issue for them. But if they join it with the idea that you said is that it is, if it's done well, it's a system they can plug into literally. Like um, Larry Smith is my mentor. I'm on his team. He's been in legal show like 25 years. And he always says, we could pay for an idea we didn't have and work we don't do. <laughs> I'm like, brilliant. <laughs> you know, I'm in. <laughs> you know? So, so it, it is truly a system. And if you follow it as such and you plug into it, then, you know, then it does work for you. And then there's the ability, at least with our company, because we have kind of two sides to it. And I'll speak to that for a moment because it, it's something that differentiates what we do from, I think, other types of companies like ours. It's almost like we're half multi-level marketing or network marketing, whatever you want to call it, direct sale company. And the other half is like an insurance company. Now, I don't know any other direct sale companies that are like insurance companies. And the reason I say that is because what we offer is offered as a voluntary employee benefit to companies. So companies like Disney or whatever, it doesn't matter. You know, any company can offer it to their employees as a benefit. And so that makes us extremely unique as well, because someone could start the company and, be, and recruit and build a team and do straight network marketing, or they can come in, they can work with small business owners and protect them or protect the employees, or they can just market memberships and never recruit, and never talk to an, an HR person. So there's a lot of options in there, which again, I think differentiates what we do from other companies that maybe just sell candles per se. You can't offer, can't offer candles as a voluntary employee benefit. And you, can only, you can only buy so many candles and give so many candles as gifts. True. 
you could, and yeah, and we don't have we don't have a, we don't have a garage full of attorneys or anything like that. You know, we're, not, we're not we're not selling that type of product, which again is what I love because it, it, again, you have to find the product that makes sense to you, the service that makes sense to you, and then plug into the system and follow the direction of the people who are trying to look out for you, your sponsors, and if you believe in the company and the way things are done, and you work. I guess we should just go there. Work your business. <laughs> you, you have a lot of I'm not saying every, I'm not saying people don't work their business. I'm saying people don't work their business and they wonder why it doesn't work. They wonder why they don't make money because you've got to do the thing. You've got to reach out to people. You have to share the information. You have to follow up. And some people say, well, okay, well, I don't want to do sales. And I'm not a salesperson. I say, okay, well, well, great. That's fine. Uh, but what do you really interpret sales to be? Like, that's how I look at it. Like, is sales like a transference of belief? Like, I think this is great. Maybe you should have it, and I'm going to tell you about it. And if you want it, then great. Okay, then yeah, then, then we do sales. <laughs> you know, is sales like follow-up after I told you about it, and I asked you to take a look at some information, and you didn't, and I got to follow-up to see if you did. Or if you did, then I need to follow-up and see what you thought about it, and then ask you if you want to participate. Okay, then that's what we do however you look at it, okay, that's what, what happens. So if you believe in the product and you actually think other people should have it, then you shouldn't keep it a secret. (laughs) You know, that's an interesting point. I think a lot of people don't think they're good at sales and most of them are right. Let's let's be straightforward (laughs) about that. Most of them are right. But for a very long time, I didn't think that I would be good at sales. Uh, And I say would be because I hadn't really tried it. I hadn't been in any kind of a sales position, and it didn't occur to me that perhaps I actually had that skill set. I don't even know why that is, that it didn't occur to me, but I just was working from the assumption that I wasn't a salesperson. And part of it is because I tend to be rather introverted. That doesn't come across as much professionally because I'm good at being extroverted when I need to be, but it's not something that feels natural to me. So I assumed that I wasn't doing a good job of it. And once I got into my professional life, and and really, I didn't realize this until uh, not that long ago, uh, well into my career, before I realized that I actually have a great sales skill set. I actually could sell sand in the desert. I can sell wind in the desert. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, you sold yourself to Rochelle, and she's still with you, so you're selling yourself every day to her. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, the luckiest a lot of woman people, ever. <laughs> so, you know, I guess what I'm getting at here is a lot of people who think they're not good at sales are right, but some of them are not. Some of you out there who don't feel comfortable with a sales process or haven't really given it a try or feel like you wouldn't be good at it, you actually can do it. And it's not what you expect it to be. And you may find that you really enjoy it. I certainly do. But as Kenyatta mentioned, you've got to be selling something you believe in. While I probably could sell wood to lumberjacks or sand in the desert, that wouldn't make me feel good, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Sales doesn't have to be a, a negative, manipulative process. Well, I, let me correct that. It's always a manipulative process. But you, you have to do it in a way that you're morally comfortable with and selling a product that you're comfortable selling to the people you're selling it to for the price you're selling it. If you can feel good after the sale about not only the money that you've made from it, but also what you've provided to somebody else and what they've obtained for their money, 
then you can feel a lot better about the tricks you used to get them to like you. And <laughs> it's, really, it's really down to communication, right? And, and yes. communication is, you know, two people exchanging information. And usually communication is done with the idea that there's some sort of um, outcome that people are looking for. You're trying to, you're trying to get someone to do something, either trying to get the kid to go take out the trash. So you're communicating, do that. Or you're trying to get someone to take a look at a video about your business or come sit down and listen to, a, or have a presentation about how you can help them. I mean, everyone is, I mean, really we're all selling something to someone at some point, yeah. whether it be, you know, your spouse or your kids or whatever. It's like, Hey, I'd like to do this thing. Would you like to do this with me? Okay. That's the sales process, you know, <laughs> let's, let's go to, well, we're not going anywhere now, but Let's meet on a Zoom call. <laughs> like to meet on a Zoom call with me? Oh, no? Oh, okay, cool. All right. You let it go. You know, so again, but the fear, right, and the challenge comes from people being considered or, con- or being concerned about rejection. No one wants to be told no. No one wants to feel inadequate. No one wants to feel like whatever. I mean, all this stuff we just make up in our heads that, that holds us back. And so, again, okay, so let me shift gears to that. Personal development personal development. That's, that's the one thing I love about Legal Shield and, and about what I've learned being a part of a company like this. And it probably happens in lots of other network marketing companies, I would assume. But Legal Shield for me literally was, and someone said it to me like this, um, a personal development program with a compensation plan attached to it. And the reason that is, is because who I've become being a part of an organization like this has changed my life forever, li- literally forever. Now I was already cool for that. So not, not like there's anything wrong with me before, you know, but was I my best self? Had I, had I had the experience and been by the people I needed to and read the books that I needed to and had the, the challenges that I put myself in front of uh, to grow in the way that I, I wound up growing. I don't know. Those things could have happened in some other way, possibly. But I know for me, joining a company like this, surrounded by people who believed enough in a product like a legal service, because that's different. Okay, so the people that are in this company that stay in this company, we've been around for since 1972. I know people have been in for 30 years. Okay, why would they still be selling the same product 30 years later? It's because the nature of it is what we do. And you two being attorneys, you understand the value you can bring to a person when the knowledge that you went to school for can help them with their life. Now, I didn't have to go to school for that. Again, I get to pay for an idea I didn't have and work I don't do, right? But I can connect them with attorneys who can help them do that. And I think that's really powerful. That's a, that's a powerful thing to get access to our justice system. So the people who stay in this company, who've done it a long time, are a certain type of individual. And they have a certain amount of things that they share with others who come in to help them grow personally and professionally at the same time. So Jim Rohn says you're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. So, and, and if you hang out with five broke people, you're going to become the sixth. And if you hang out with five wealthy people, you're going to become the sixth. So I heard that and I'm like, hmm, who do I need to be hanging out with? Right? <laughs> what does that mean? So I surrounded myself with a bunch of millionaires going, yeah, right? Because the conversations that people who are successful and ambitious and encouraging and have the right mindset have around a coffee table are very different than a conversation that people have where they live in a place of lack and misery and lack of motivation and whatever it is that they put on themselves, right? So I, you know, put myself in positions to learn and grow from those around me who were willing to teach me. And I think that is one of the biggest benefits that I've gotten from Legal Shield is the people that I've met that changed my life to where now here I am six years later, 
with a coaching business, Freedom Empire Consulting, I found a way to build my Freedom Empire, and it isn't just Legal Shield. I thought Legal Shield was the vehicle for me, and it did start out that way, but now I see it's a wheel on my vehicle because I'm so much bigger than Legal Shield and have so much more to offer. So that's another thing for someone thinking about a network marketing company is that it doesn't necessarily have to be your end-all, be-all unless you choose to, but it could open up your eyes and your mind to other ways that you can bring value to the world and get yourself out of whatever walls that you're standing behind about why you can't have what you want in life. That might be something that could help you anyway. So, so I have a question for you, Kenyatta. No, it's good. All good. <laughs> yeah. I love your stories. So why don't you walk us through, you know, a typical week with Kenyatta? <laughs> like what does your week look like? Like let's start on Sunday and go through Saturday. Like what are you doing? The hustle is real. <laughs> so if we start on Sunday, uh, Sunday is uh my personal development day. (laughs) So what does that mean? Um, I'm in a couple of masterminds that I am in where we read books and we talk about the books and we talk about our businesses and things like that. Actually, I'll show you two of them right now. 12 week year is one of them and high performance habits. These are two books uh, that I've been reading repeatedly for probably the last two years, Uh, but I live on a 12 week year cycle, but I also have my own mastermind behavioral mastermind where I'm a coach. So My Sunday really is spent on Zoom calls, either doing my own learning school, if you will, or I'm teaching others. And that's a lot of my Sunday. And then I spend the rest of the time working on my 12-week year, my calendar, preparing for the next week. Now, as we go through the week, because I am a networker and I also teach at a community college, I teach a personal development course to students who are about to get their GEDs. And so depending if I've got to do that, it can be peppered with appointments where I'm networking or meeting with clients and well meeting with clients or teaching the class right or I am compartmentalizing the time that I need to spend for prospecting either be for my legal shield business or my coaching business and now the coaching business is growing in such a way where I have to spend a lot of time doing that because I'm learning different platforms and building my website and my online training courses so it's mixed with things like that now now you know, COVID, BC, before COVID, I would be spending time driving around, <laughs> going to do all the things I just said. <laughs> now I do it all from home. <laughs> so, so I'm still doing the same thing. So it really is just a mix of taking a look at what my, well, let me back up. I know what I want out of my life. I have an aspirational vision of what my freedom empire will look like short-term and long-term. So On a weekly basis, the 12-week year helps me to compartmentalize what I need to be focusing on in the next 12 weeks based on that aspirational vision because I can't do everything at once. So I really have to be strategic about that. And then based on the 12-week year vision and what I'm supposed to be doing in the next 12 weeks dictates what I should be doing from week to week, day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute. Now, for someone like me, my behavioral superpower, I'm an influencer, and I'm a fast-paced, outgoing influencer who's extremely abstract, very results-focused, completely daring, and totally flexible. And that doesn't always serve me because I have to force myself to be structured, whereas someone like you, Rochelle, who is a strategist, who's extremely reserved and planned, you don't have to force yourself to do that. You've already got it mapped out on some Excel spreadsheet. I don't have anything like that. I have to force myself into that. Okay. And Mike, I think you're more like me in that you're the initiator. You're very flexible too. You know, you're kind of like, you you'll go with it. Right. And so I have to find the structure in order to accomplish what I want. 
uh, but that does not come easy, but that comes through personal development. So my week, it's got, I got my plan and it's peppered with, again, personal development, training, uh, helping my clients, either teaching my class, networking, and then social media, because um, that's another way that I build my business is network. That's networking. I put that in the networking. So, oh, and then dog walking, yoga, bike riding, you know, and I used to actually hang out with people in person. <laughs> I can vote that. You actually did. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> all the time. I would just show up, hey, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, so I don't really do that anymore. I think, I think that's pretty similar to our work weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of planning, a lot of execution, networking, the marketing, lots of work. Uh, we have to do the legal work. <laughs> yeah, yes, you do. <laughs> Most of the time. Because we also do not have a garage full of attorneys to sell. <laughs> right. <laughs> not that I, I don't love what I do, but it does take a lot of time. <laughs> I guess I do have a garage full of three other attorneys. <laughs> yeah, you totally do. What are you talking about? You <laughs> have other people that help us. Yes. Yes. Need a team. Yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of having a team, that's pretty much just what we were talking about with MLMs. Yeah. Uh, bringing that back to our topic for today. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the, the infrastructure that they provide. They give you the team. The team. So, Management, yeah. uplines, support, an entire marketing department. Yep. You know, when you're a small business owner, you've got to create all of that from scratch. Right. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. And I'm figuring that out for my, my, my freedom empire. I gotta, I gotta figure that out. I, I miss Absolutely. when I'm dealing with something like that. I'm glad that I also have legal shield. I mean, they build my website. They handle, they, they, they film all the videos and edit them. <laughs> yeah. 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 you know, I love, you know, again, it, it, the framework is if it's a good company, they've done the work to give you what you need to be successful. It's just about whether you're going to use it or not. So, you know, at in, in Legal Shield, our, our home office is in Ada, Oklahoma, which if you don't know where that is, I don't think anybody does, but it's spelled the same way backwards. Interesting. In the world that we recognize. So Ada, Oklahoma, there's like 800 employees who work there, you know, who have everything set up to support what we do and what we need, you know, and I don't have to come up with that. That's another beauty of the network marketing model is that someone else is doing all that stuff for you and giving you the tools and whether you use them or not, that's up to you. So what are your Kenyatta pro tips for people that are thinking about starting a network marketing, especially now we're in BC. Some people are looking for an opportunity to make extra money or finding themselves unintentionally unemployed and need to figure out their next steps. So what are Kenyatta's pro tips for starting in network marketing? If you're going to join an MLM, what are the top three things you should do? Well, number one, you should look at Legal Shield. <laughs> Love it. That would be number one. You should just reach out to me and I will share some information with you about Legal Shield. Okay? That's a simple one. Because, again, it's the first one I joined and, and the only one I'm in. And I just feel like it's worth taking a look. <laughs> so, um, because it's extremely unique. So, look at my company, but look at other companies to figure out what it is that you want to do. And I think you just really need to find a product that you believe in, that you would, you know, participate in using the product yourself. You feel like your mother, you would sell it to your mother, <laughs> you know, if you like your mom and you like your dad, your family, and you think that they should have it, then it should be the same thing. Because if it's not, I would just, you just have to ask yourself, 
why you would offer it to anyone if you wouldn't offer it to the people that you care about. So, so that's, that's like thing one. And it may not be legal show for you because you don't care about that, but figure out what that thing is and then um, start there. Then when you join the organization, realize no matter what anybody tells you who recruits you into the business, because they're going to be speaking to you from their perspective of what they've experienced and what they know, you need to simply realize that it's your business. Like you have to become a student of your business, meaning you have to study it. You've got to go to the trainings. You have to go in your back office if you have one and look at the product. You know what? You even have to look at your own website that the company gives you. Like you should look at that, you know, and you should read what it says, right? If you have the product, you should use it so that you become a product of the product. You, you should, you should learn the business. Yeah. The way to say it is learn the business and realize that it's your business. It's not anyone else's business. So, um, and, and here's the thing, business ownership and having that type of independence, everyone's not built for that. Meaning some people really, and you can cultivate those skills, but some people are built literally just have someone tell them what to do. Go to work this time, come home this time. Here's what you do when you're at work, right? This is not that. Like you have to develop the personal development that you need to find the discipline, self-motivation. Don't expect anyone to do any of that for you. I tell my GED students this, and I'll tell you the same thing if you're listening to this. No one's coming to save you. No one, because no one cares more about you than, than you. <laughs> they're worried about their own stuff. So even if you've got a good sponsor and a good team and a good people who are supporting you, they're running their own business. So you need to be accountable to you and realize, you know what, if I really want this to work, I really just need to put in the work and not put blame on other people. Cause that, that's a downfall. That would be the death of you. As soon as you start blaming everyone else for what's happening in your business or your life, then you give up the power to change it. So that would be, I guess, one of the pro tips is own your own stuff and stop blaming other people for your lack of success. And if you fail, it's your fault. And if you succeed, guess whose fault it is? Yours. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So what are, what are three things people shouldn't do when they start a new network marketing job? Hmm. That's a really hard one. I, I, I'm not really sure about that one because I think what everyone's got to go through their own learning journey, curve. right? Their own learning curve and figure out what's not going to work for them. And what, again, what might work for someone else might not work for some people. Some, some people say, okay, if you believe in the product you want to share with other people, then you need to start with your warm market, right? The people who are closest to you, who care, you care about and who may listen to you. But what you may find is when doing that, that they're, you know, uh, how did that someone say to me? Oh, the ones who you think will, won't, and the ones who you think won't, will. Yep. And so there is no tried and true to any of that. So to say what not to do, I think it's just really hard, other than what I just said a minute ago, is, is don't blame other people. <laughs> you know? So don't do that. Like, you know, don't be mad because, you know, someone hasn't called you or, or someone didn't make you go to whatever, you know, I, I just think that people need to take ownership of the process as well and not be upset when other people aren't reaching down and grabbing you and picking you up and making you come do something. You should just really take the ownership. So I guess the don't is don't, don't think that someone else is going to do it for you. Take ownership. I don't know. I think there's a don't that we can talk about here at this point too. Yep. And that is in picking your MLM, there are a number of considerations that, you, that you've got to think about. And 
you talked a little bit, Kenyatta, about picking something that you're comfortable selling to your friends and family. Um, not that you should force your MLM on your friends and family, but you should be comfortable with the idea of them participating in it. Many of them probably will participate in it. If it doesn't go well, uh, you're on the hook for that with your friends and family. So you got to pick something that you really are comfortable supporting and having the people in your life learn about in detail, something that, that you're not going to have a problem standing up for later. Yep. But beyond that, You've got to pick an MLM that can actually thrive, at least in the near term. And Kenyatta, you picked Legal Shield, and that's great. And they are one of the long-standing successful MLMs in this country. They've been around for decades, uh, along with Mary Kay, along with Amway, along with a few others that are sort of the traditional classic successful MLMs. But those do not form the bulk of the MLM business in America, I don't think. I think what we tend to see more of are the ones that rise and fall rather quickly. Things like herbal life, things like, is juice plus one of those? Yeah. A lot of those products are great, but, but here's the catch. You can only eat so many vitamins mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and that extrapolates to things other than just vitamins. Yes. When the MLM is pushing a product that has inherently limited demand, and it becomes very popular, and you start to see a lot of participation and engagement in that MLM, my opinion and my advice is it's over. You missed the boat on that one. Uh, If everybody knows about it and it's a big booming thing that's a a household name already and it's selling something that not everyone is going to buy, that that not every single person must continue to consume in order to live, um, that's not going to work out in the long run. There is a natural life cycle to many of these companies. Sometimes it it rises and falls in the course of a year. Sometimes it rises and falls over a decade. But either way, getting in on the downslope is a losing proposition. And that is how you end up with a garage full of vitamins. Um, That is how you end up losing a lot of money by buying into and uh, purchasing a lot of uh, supplies and, and dedicating a lot of time to something that's already essentially saturated uh, or will become saturated very shortly. So that's tough. Um, you can't always predict it well, but, but you can predict right. it. Most that's of the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the other don't is, you know, don't be so aggressive in your sales approach. Yep. You know, like a lot of newbies in any new marketing, like whether it's network marketing, MLMs or a new representative for a company, you come off a little strong with your commission breath. You know, you got to like take a step back. You know, a lot of sales is based on relationships and getting to know people and get, and people are buying you in a lot of ways. So you need to just, you know, take a step back and let people know what your product is, but yeah. don't be too pushy. The sales will happen. Uh, you got to like sow seeds and they will grow. Right. And I think that ultimately too, and that's true with any, company or product, right? You know, it's just that process of figuring out a way to share your information with people in a way that they'll receive it. Yes. And uh, again, and, and it just, again, it comes to personal development. It's not even mm-hmm. sales training. It's, it's personal development. It's you and how you approach conversations with other people, how you think about yourself. Uh, Cause I think a lot of times some of that behavior might come from uh, a person's own in, um, uh, interpretation of themselves and therefore, they put that out there in such a way. But if you do the work that you need to do on you up here, 
then you have a better chance of being able to communicate with people in such a way that um, could be a productive conversation and not an off-putting one. So it goes back to, you know, who you are and how you view yourself, your own self-awareness and acknowledgement of those behaviors, your behavioral superpower, just saying. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week during our sip happens there is something i want to share too because this might come along with again picking the company and then how you go to approach it a couple things um a couple books that i want to share that for good reason one this is the personal development one if you haven't read this one then this is a great to even be thinking about like what is it maybe what you should even be doing Maybe it isn't even network marketing. I don't know. Have you done the work to even figure out? Because this is, again, here's the don't. Don't think of your network marketing situation as a short-term thing. Like, Mike, you were kind of alluding to that, right? The company that you've been in, like, if you think you're going to spend the time to get in it, typically it's not a one and done. It's not a get rich quick or anything like that. If anybody's told you that, I, I don't know how that works. So, you know, it's something that I, when I joined Legal Shield, I knew I was going to be Legal Shield for life, and I am. And so as I think about my own vision of my life, this fits very well into that. So that's something to be thinking about as well. It's not like you're going to be in it six months and then be gone. And then this book right here is written by someone who's actually in Legal Shield, And his name is Brian Carruthers. And this book I read my, I got it the first year I was in the business. And it's interesting because remember, I left my job going, I'm going to go build my own empire. I had no idea what that meant. And when people ask me, I'm like, I don't know, I'm going to build an empire. I helped all you build yours in education or whatever. I was really good at what I did for the schools I worked for. And I felt like I was helping them build their empire. And then a few months in the legal shield, I go to a meeting and there's a table in the back and this book's back there. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> Maybe I should read it. <laughs> and so I read it and basically it is a a manual for network marketing, not in legal shield, just in general. He, this particular gentleman, I think he's on a seventeenth million dollars that he's made in legal shield, and he used to be in real estate, and he's a massive real estate empire. His whole company, his whole family, and then one day someone introduced him to legal shield, and he's like, "Huh, that's interesting." And he started the business, and he followed the system, and then here he wrote what that is. And this is for any network marketing company. So I read it and I followed it. So study your business. Okay. That's the one thing. And the next thing is when you start making money, depending on wherever you are, you make a little bit or you make a lot, you need to understand the finance piece of it and things I didn't understand always. And I made a bunch of money at a job and then I get into a business and I'm like, Oh snap, there's a whole nother ball game here. Right. It's a whole different scenario. So I mentioned Larry Smith earlier. I'm on his team. He's been in legal. He's been in here like 25 years, okay? And he wrote this book just recently called Dare to Get Rich. And in it, he tells the story of when he started Legal Shield at 44, made his first million in four years. And I think he's up to like his seventh million, you know, in this business. And this is my coach and my trainer. And this book is about, about finance and money and, and not like a, from a, it's more about his story and his journey and what he didn't know and how many mistakes he made along the way until he learned. And so he teaches you how to, handle the success that you have in a company like this when you start to have it and how without education, you uh, may find yourself in a, in a bind and and how you need to really take your business seriously and understand money. And so whatever company you do find, there's some, some learning things that have to come along with that. Cause when you start making money and you're like, Oh, I got this money, but there's other things that come into it. Again, it's a business. It's not a hobby. And if it is a hobby, then you're going to make hobby money, but that's not, doesn't have to be the case. Or you're going to lose hobby money. 
or you're going to lose hobby money. <laughs> or you're going to lose business money. Yeah, losing business money. <laughs> Nobody wants to lose business yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got to learn their own way. And I, my advice is to figure out ways to get the knowledge ahead of time and so that you can avoid as many potholes as possible. Yes. Yeah. I love that point about understanding the financial aspect of it. Like any business, you have to know what the numbers are and you know, how many prospects do you have? How many people are you converting? What's your conversion rate? How many hours are you spending at that networking group? And are you getting anything out of it? Mm -hmm. These are things that you have to be able to know. How much money are you making? How much money are you spending? I see so many people that, you know, end up needing financial advice just because they've lost a lot of money doing uh, networking or multi, any type of MLM or any type of business. You just kind of if you don't know where money's going, it's kind of hard to say that you're making it. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's something that people, some people have to learn. They're just not automatically having that yeah. knowledge. Everyone has to learn that. You know, we have to learn that and get the education, you know, talk to people like yourselves or somebody who's going to just explain that piece to you because the person who recruited you into the business might not necessarily be the best person to, to teach you those things. And so again, you've got to seek the knowledge. One of the things I would also, I uh, coach to in my GED class, we talk about, you know, living the life you want and, and creating the financial empire that you want, right? And like, for instance, your parents, whoever your parents are, I'm just using that as an example. Mm -hmm. If they don't live the type of lifestyle that you want for yourself, how can you expect them to teach it to you? You have to go find that somewhere else, <laughs> right? And so don't blame them for not being able to teach you. Just like you shouldn't, you know, blame your sponsor or your recruit or the person who recruited you for not telling you everything because they don't even know what you need to know sometimes, right? So you have to go find it. So it goes back to ownership, whatever network marketing company you join, and there's a lot, you've got to own it. And realize that you're an independent associate with that company. Independent, meaning <laughs> there's some independence there. <laughs> you need to, you need to and, you can, and then you have the freedom to turn it into whatever you want, just like I have. Again, I thought Legal Shield was a vehicle. I understand it's a wheel on my vehicle. There's other components. And so I've got this one vehicle, this one wheel that's doing its thing and I'm still building it and I'm still recruiting into it. But now I get residual income. <laughs> this thing that I heard people like him talk about. You know, he makes over $500,000 uh, a year if he never even did anything else, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said what? Like, if you didn't sell one more membership, you still make that money? Well, I'm part of his team. So I'm out there working, helping him make that kind of money. He's not doing anything. You know, well, no, let me say that. Larry, it's not like he's not doing anything. He's doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but he has but, no influence over what you're, or he is not directly involved in what you're doing. Correct. He's there and to help me do benefits. Absolutely. He does three-way calls for me. I mean, like he's doing presentations every single night. So he's doing a lot. But if he never sold a number, another membership himself personally, yeah, he has a team. So mm -hmm. he has other people who are out there working their businesses that are feeding into his business, which is a brilliant model. You know, brilliant model. So again, the residual income is real, depending on the company, because I'm just talking about Legal Shield. <laughs> okay. But when I start getting a deposit in my bank account every single day for memberships I sold five years ago, I was like, oh my God, what? You know, again, find the right company. If you believe in it, build it, work it, 
and it will have the rewards for you later because I will be getting paid again and again and again for the life of these memberships. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's a beautiful thing. I wish someone had told me about this sooner. (laughs) <laughs> but that's why we're doing today's show is so yes. that people can shorten their learning curve <laughs> don't keep it a secret we're not secret service agents <laughs> i tell people that if you got something good then tell people about it because there's someone out there who probably needs your service or your product don't be afraid i guess those are some don'ts don't be afraid you know of a no because really just means not right now you know, it could mean later, who knows? And I know to get a yes, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. Our job is to tell people so that they can make an educated decision. You know, Larry Smith always says, we put information in front of people, let them get their questions answered, let them make an educated decision. And so if they say no, great. But when they say yes, they know to call you. So it's not about, oh my God, they said no. That's just, that's your job. Oh yeah, that's your job. Okay, to tell people so that they can say no. (laughs) And then when they say yes, they know to call you and not go onto the company's, you know, website dot com and purchase it there. Instead, they would call you and go, hey, you told me about that thing. I still have people from my first year calling me going, you still doing that legal thing? I'm like, yeah. They're like, can I get that? I'm like, yes, you can. (laughs) And I'm so glad they called me, though. But what if I didn't tell them? And I haven't told everyone, by the way, I haven't got around to every single person that I know and I'm <laughs> people. So that's a process. But again, I'm legal show for life. This is my business. Like, I feel like I'm literally standing on the lawn, part of a revolution. You know, I think about Martin Luther King all the time, standing on the lawn, giving a speech and all the people in the crowd going, yeah, I hear what he's saying up there, but we got a lot of work to do <laughs> <laughs> to get people really believing that this is going to be the way things should be. But I'm here on the lawn because I believe it and I support it and I'm still going to be telling people about it. That's how I feel about Legal Shield in the sense that it's the idea is to revolutionize the legal system where so that everyone get access to people like Michelle and Mike because not everyone can afford them, right? But everyone deserves access to them. So how do we make that happen? Not everyone gets it. Not everyone believes it. But I'm standing on that lawn right now going, I'm just going to keep telling people. And, and someday someone's going to realize they need it and they're going to get it. And one day everyone's going to have it. And that's how I look at it this particular service so that's a darn good perspective and i think it's very important for people to look at their businesses and their sales activities from that kind of a perspective you've got to integrate it with your personal philosophy you've got to understand how what you're doing fits into a bigger picture of society and in some cases there may not be a huge connection there if you're selling candles um you're making people happy you're making their homes smell nice you're there are a lot of good things about that. It's not life-changing. It's not uh, revolutionizing the justice system, but, <laughs> but candles are nice. And, and I say that oh, I in comparison, yes, we all love candles. I, I really like candles. I think they're great, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I could sell candles to somebody who's already in a candle store. Uh, <laughs> but I think it pays to think about those bigger questions of of what you're doing and what you're doing for society by doing what you're doing. And many people find uh, a greater connection to their work through doing that. And certainly you have, Kenyatta, and I know Rochelle and I certainly have. Mm -hmm. So that's an important thing for people to think about. It's not just about making money, and it's not just about being independent in your professional life. All of these things have some greater impact on the people that you sell to and the rest of society. 
And in some cases, it may be just putting a smile on somebody's face when they light a nice smelling candle. In other cases, it may be uh, getting them off an unjust criminal charge or helping them deal with an unreasonable business in a litigation dispute. Um, there's a lot that you can you can do through network marketing sales to help people and to feel good about what you're doing. Absolutely. I see in this thing, there's a, a live commenter. Did you guys see yeah. that? Yes. Uh, named Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, Bobby. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> yeah. What did Bobby say? Do we know what Bobby said? I don't know. Yeah, yes. we know Bobby. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know her. Well, she I wrote right about sales and how it's all about selling yourself and knowing your business. Absolutely. And Kenyatta, to circle back a little bit to what you were saying quite a bit earlier about the sales training and uh, learning about your product, it's important. It's very important, and I think a lot of people who go into network marketing may not have been in a sales position in a large company before, so they don't necessarily know what goes into training and managing a sales staff for a complicated product, but let me tell you, it is not a free-for-all, and you are not going out there without support. Instead, uh, you go through tremendous training, continuous training, yes. always getting pulled in for training, learning all of the details of these products, learning how to sell those details, how to talk about them, what characterizations to use to help people understand things. It is extensive. And that kind of support is is available in good MLMs, including yes, Legal Shield. Those resources are there. And as Rochelle mentioned, these companies have marketing departments. They have full-time staff responsible for marketing. Your sales, but sales and marketing are slightly distinct. And the marketing department is there to support the sales team and help the product get sold. So you don't have to edit your videos. You don't have to do your own graphics. In fact, I'm sure you're not allowed to. They control that stuff. Right. <laughs> Consistent branding. Right, so right. you are the interface with the people. But you've got a whole system behind you, this corporate behemoth of marketing, training, product materials, product development. I mean, all of that you stuff. You just got to plug in. You got to plug into it because it's there, you know? So. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, thank you, Kenyatta. And this was a fun conversation. So tell our listeners and viewers how they can reach you. Oh, yeah. My name is Kenyatta Turner. And you can actually reach me. Um, you can go directly to my website. I'll give you that. It's kenyattaturner.wearelegalshield.com. And that's K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-T-U-R-N-E-R.wearelegalshield.com. You can contact me through there. You can actually just call me. My number's easy, 602-367-1069 if you have any other questions or anything like that. So, And I'm on LinkedIn and social. That's Everywhere. Stuff. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, you guys. To, oh, thank you. We love talking to you, and it's always nice to see your face. Absolutely. You know, BC, we hung out quite a bit. <laughs> yes, yes, we, yes, we did. Yes, we did. And we will H too. <laughs> yes, we will. And uh, thank you to our sponsors, Phoenix Business Radio X, super awesome, and to Karen for always being amazing in the background. And, of course, to our other sponsor, the Arizona Credit Law Group, one of my law firms where we help people with debt settlement, credit repair, and bankruptcy. And you can find us online at azclg.com. And I'm Mike Bolton with the law firm Bolton and Royan, and you can find us online at www.pnlaw.pro. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.